Western music scene. Thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. So I know that you've been traveling and you are kind of in the Oregon area. Yeah. um, So I'm from Canby, Oregon, over in the western side of the state. And then I've been in Prineville, Oregon, here in central Oregon for the last five years. And so I love it. I love being central. It's more like it's a really great vibe for my music because yeah. Bend area is, seems to be like where a lot of cultures merge and mm-hmm. there's still kind of those Western roots. So it's a really good place for me. And they got a big art scene. So plenty of live music and yeah. it's good. It's a perfect place. We're really glad you're here. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love it here. Oregon. I totally love it here. Um, and we're glad that on our tour, we're able to catch up with you. Just to start off our interview, we wanted to do our rapid fire segment. Yeah. So sometimes there are kind of weird questions. That's but okay. I'm going to start off with one that's not too weird. Okay. Let's see if you're, you're I ready love it. for it. <laughs> okay. In your opinion, who is the most influential female country artist? out now like touring now making music now but you and Joni are excluded okay just to make the fair yeah you took my mom away okay (laughs) and you I mean (laughs) fair enough oh gosh um touring right now is a woman I mean Dolly Parton is still touring and I think she will always be the queen forever in my book I love her I love the energy that she gives she's always so positive like woo to Dolly Dolly queen Dolly she Um, really is (laughs) <laughs> totally love her. Um, but another one that I love that's like kind of more jo- my genre or like more current, uh, Kylie Frey down in Texas. And she's doing something really similar to me, trying to like bring the honky tonk music, be a female, George Strait, kind of just like put the Western back into the country a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's not, um, you know, just one genre because I think there's a lot of different facets out of country music. Oh, yeah. And so I really admire her for that. And she's staying true to herself and being Western and. So that's a, one of my favorite little role models right now. Kylie Frey. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, she's awesome. All right, next question. I got to set it up. So you have a fantastic profile on Instagram, and you've got really great posts on TikTok, just kind of behind the scenes of your songs and your music and just who you are, which I love. <laughs> um, and actually, my favorite content is are the ones that come from your days off Yeah, when you're doing yard work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my yard. So, yeah. <laughs> So if you aren't already, please go follow her right now. You've got to follow her on Instagram because these posts are really great. But for those who are already following you, we want to know, when is there going to be like a Weed Whack in the West <laughs> there series should. on HGTV? Is there, there should be a Weed Whack in the West. Someone just told me this yesterday. They're like, we need Olivia to have her own HGTV series. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I mean, I would love it. But it would be like how not to landscape, you oh, know, no. like how not to do it. But Got tips and tricks, um, I think. Totally tips and tricks. Like the backstory is I live in this really old house uh-huh. in Prineville. Um, I am a renter and my landlords are kind of like accepting of the fact that I travel a lot and it's a really old home and so they've never really done anything with the yard and in turn like when I moved in I was really excited Mm -hmm. but then I realized that it's probably sat with like any yard care for Mm -hmm. at least 40 years so when I go out and do yard work I find marbles and sticks and rocks (laughs) and glass and garbage and all this stuff and so when I tried to borrow a lawnmower 
everything just kept blowing up, you know, because it would suck in all these saplings and all the random stuff. And so I was like, this isn't going to work. There's no outside power outlets on the whole house. So I have to, like, I got this (laughs) weed whacker. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, such a saga. But... Yeah, I go I into my it. house, plug it in, and that's the You're easiest like, way I've found to take care of my yard. Extension cords, <laughs> fix it all, extension cords, duct tape, all the things, yeah, but you're making it work. Yeah, I mean, you've <laughs> got to do it yourself. There's all kinds of little home improvements I've done that maybe aren't the most proper way, but I tell you what, we do it. We it get gets it done. It gets it done, yeah. Well, just to prove that celebrities are just like us. <laughs> oh Olivia's a celebrity. Oh my gosh, far from Celebrities it. are just like us. We are touring in a camper. You've been touring in a travel trailer. Let's say you spearheaded a brand new travel trailer company, a new brand, a new line. Yeah. First off, what would you call it? But travel trailers for musicians especially, what um, like standard amenities would you have in this trailer line like if i was to make my own yeah i love that question like we've got an airstream we i mean it's got all the basic things in it but for like a musician on tour what would you put in yeah. it see the airstream is like my dream deal but <laughs> i think i would call if i was to have like the olivia harms line of trailers yeah. i've got to call it gypsy because like yes. that's i have a song called gypsy so that's it. suiting you know on the, living my best life on the road Absolutely. um yeah we'd have to have like space for the dogs you know, like, because my dogs go everywhere with me, so I'd have to have, like, built-in dog amenities, maybe, like, some built-in water and food bowls that don't rustle around so while I'm genius. driving. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. Built-in dog bed. All the storage, because most of my trailer is just, like, a huge closet. I don't really, like, have – I have one cupboard for food and dishes, and the mm-hmm. rest is boots and hats. I would have to have, like, a built-in hat yes. rack. You know, because I have to, I taped one on there. You can't screw things into a trailer. It's constantly giving me a hard time, but dog bowls, hat rack. These are necessary things. Better storage space for clothes. Yeah, that would, that would be it. Oh, and they need to have full length mirrors. I taped one to my door, but like a nice full length mirror, you know, they're just the basic amenities of a trailer on wheels that is like a closet. Like a $5 mirror doesn't cut it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I have, but it's not the same. It's not the no, same. It doesn't give you that, like, you. really good feeling when you look into it. You're like, this is not the real perception. It's a fun house mirror. Yeah. <laughs> this is not it's my reality. Guess. You did great at those rapid-fire questions. You knew I them. love them. Those are good questions. <laughs> well, so, Joni Harms. Yes. Your mom is Western music royalty. She is. She's pretty great. I'm really <laughs> lucky to have her. We love her. So, I can imagine music has been just a constant in your life, just ingrained since you were little. Um, but you actually went the academic traditional route for a little I bit. Did, did I you did. ever feel like you came at a crossroads with music? Like for a blip in time, think maybe I might do something else? I think when you're at that early stage, like coming out of high school, especially mm-hmm. like good doing music my whole life, it's yeah. what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. But I've also been able to see for 18 years, you know, before I made the decision to go to college, yeah. that music is really volatile. So it goes up and down and up and down. And then you go through something like COVID a couple of years ago, and it proves its point even more how yeah. it's just a crazy industry because there's so many things that can affect it. Um, so I kind of had my parents really suggest strongly that I had a backup plan. And since I come from a farm that's been in our family for 150 years, yeah. since 1872, I love agriculture. And so it's always got like a special spot in my heart. And so I thought, well, 
if someday I don't want to do music, what is the next thing that I love? Yeah. Just as much if, you know, if not a little bit less. And it's agriculture. So I thought, well, I'll go to school for agriculture business management. Then I can, like, sneak a business degree in there. That's and that'll amazing. help my music career because at the end of the day, we're just doing business. Right. And so I, I'm glad I went. Sometimes I, you know, kind of have that, like, oh, I wonder if I'd be farther along if I didn't go. But I try really hard not to ever think about the what ifs and just accept that like this was part of my journey and everything is meant to be and it was all a part of the steps that got me to where I am now. So I'm glad I went. We don't know when those doors are supposed to open. Right. So timing is everything. I think you're doing pretty well. Well, thank (laughs) you. You're you're really making a name for yourself. And we love that background, just your ranching background. It just makes you so down to earth and relatable. And I think um, people, it just really resonates with your listeners. I'm so so glad. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Um, But you have been in a few different music scenes. So obviously from the Wild West in Oregon, and you went all the way to Music City in Nashville, and then the legendary Texas the whole scene. Yeah. Um, Are there any glaring differences? I think there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences. I mean, over here in Oregon, I think we're just pretty acceptive of like all independent music. Uh, We just love art forms in whatever form they come to us, music, art, sculpture, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Oregon has a really great appreciation for those things. Um, And then when I went to Nashville, I was really excited, but my first trip there was Oh, when I was like 13 or 14, and Taylor Swift was the queen for me. That is awesome. (laughs) Our song was playing on repeat for me all the time, so I just wanted to write and be everything I could like Taylor Swift, and so my first album was very Taylor Swift-esque, 16-year-old songs about boys, being in high school, all that good stuff. Can we sample this? I'll send you a sample, yes. We need it. (laughs) I took it off Spotify just for like a little while, just because when I was doing my new project, I didn't want people to look up Olivia Harms and be confused about what they were getting. (laughs) Like, what? She's. I thought she played like country western music and like listening to it, but. That's fair. Anyways, yeah, Nashville is great. It definitely has a little bit more of like a corporate western Mm -hmm. country music thing going on that it does. Um, I was behind the scenes and always enjoyed my time in Nashville. That's where the best songwriters are. Some of the best creative minds for music are in Nashville. I just kind of saw the way that it was a little bit harder to do it independently. And you kind of had to know the right people or be in the right place or um, sometimes have enough financial backing to get to some of those opportunities. And I thought, well, I don't ever... I wasn't ever in the position where I wanted to move to Nashville because all the Mm -hmm. gigs that I was playing was in the Northwest in the Western states. And so I thought, well, if I move, then I'm constantly going to be going back and forth because I don't want to be someone that moves to Nashville and has to pick up a job just to be in Nashville and then I can never go play live. So I kind of stepped away from that and decided, well, I'll try something else. About that time, COVID hit, and so then we were all kind of, like, stuck for a little while. But it gave me a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do next, and what I wanted to try to do was just tour and go out, especially with my new music out, hit the road, see if I could get as many places and venues to have me play as I could and see if I could organically get growth, yeah. you know, like the the good old boys back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> and so, yeah, I put this plan together to, like, literally I had so many calls and Instagram messages and emails that I was sending out all the time just trying to find places oh, that would let me play in Texas. I knew nobody when I went down there. So it was all just me hustling and trying to find and beg people to let me 
strum my guitar and play, but it worked out. And I, oh my gosh. I really admire that Texas has a very open mind for independent artists. It's mm-hmm. almost, almost like they've seen Nashville in their corporate way that they run things. And Texas tries to be a little bit of a polar opposite and saying like the more independent people, the better. We just yeah. want to like kind of have you here and work hard. And like a lot of the DJs are happy when I call them. You don't have to have an in between person or you know, some of that other stuff that you would in a corporate. Right. Yeah. And just because you mentioned that hustle, you are hustling. You're, you're doing it DIY. We Trying to. We reached out. No, and you answered. You know, it's you didn't have a team answering. You answered. And I, I want to say you're fan base, but you're just growing your connections and your friendships and relationships so organically. I really, <laughs> I really, truly admire that. Your album, Rhinestone Cowgirl, it's is such a fresh sound, but it's also nostalgic. Yeah. Um, it's got that old honky-tonk sound, and I bet every song is kind of like a baby to you. Absolutely. But is there any song that is, you know, that you're particularly excited about? One that just kind of, like, lights you up when you perform it? Oh, man. I mean, they are kind of, like you say, just like babies. Um, (laughs) Because you, like, you write them from a personal place, and they're all very authentic. I can talk. Authentic (laughs) to me. Um, So I think Gypsy is one of my favorites. Like, when I came out of the writing room, I was like, this is me. And I've always wanted to have a song because when I play for people, I want them to get to know me better. Mm -hmm. I want to end the show feeling like we're friends, you know, like someone could come talk to me and they know me better. It's not just me sitting up there doing songs and then they still don't really know who Olivia Harms is. I've always wanted to have that song that explains more about me and can relate to other people. And so when I came out of the writing room, I was really excited about Gypsy just because I thought I finally got that song. I finally have, you know, this is like fun facts about Olivia Harms song. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a, a big one. Um, Gosh, and then one that I don't talk about as much is uh, Goodbye. I really, like, was proud of that song. (laughs) The first, well, I just, I have to stop and say, the first time I heard that song, my mind was blown. I was like, holy cow, this can be the the anthem for so many people that I know personally. Yeah. That's what I love about your music, but anyway. Well, oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, but sometimes especially women, like, have a harder time just, like, going for what they want or, like, getting the the people to support them to go for what they want sometimes because we have a lot of things that we get to do you know be moms and wives and also you know like be friends and a lot of things can kind of hold us back once in a while and so I've been in those situations where maybe I didn't push music as hard as I wanted to because I was dating someone or I wanted to be there for my friends and not miss their birthdays or their baby showers or whatever and so Not that you ever want to just turn your back completely on them, but I wanted to have a song where I was like, hey, you know, if someone's not going to give back to you in return, you want to take a look at that, and maybe it's time to say goodbye. So that was kind of my my goal with that song. You know, we built in a whole story to it, but but I was pretty proud of that one, and it kind of sounds like a Glenn Campbell song in in my book. Like, it's kind of got like a little old gentle on my mind feel, Mm -hmm. so I was pretty excited when that one came out. Well, I love it. On that note, we are going to hear a couple acoustic songs by Olivia. Olivia, thank you again so much for sitting down with us today. Where can our listeners find you? How can they follow you and reach you? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to see my trailer adventures (laughs) with you guys, you know, we're we're a trailer tribe. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, TikTok, a little tiny bit on Twitter, but it's just Olivia Harms official or the Olivia Harms most places. And so I love having new people tag along on my adventures and come see me live somewhere. I would love that. We can play Gypsy for you and you can be a brand new (laughs) friend. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you so much, Olivia. Thank you for having me. Broke down on the edge of town Swore it was the truth It don't matter cause I know better I've heard his lies before If he comes by he'll be surprised I'm locking my front door I'm in the kiddie pool with a garden hose Out in my backyard Looks like he stood me up again Bet he thinks I'm taking it hard I'm playing it cool Slots, Patsy Klein and a bottle of wine underneath the stars. I'm in the kiddie pool with a garden hose out in my backyard. Probably drinking beer with his buddies at the local honky tonk. Says he's gonna give it up, but I know he. This ain't no pity party I'm having the last laugh Me and my two cow dogs We're gonna make a splash In the kiddie pool With a garden hose Out in my backyard Looks like he stood me up again Bet he thinks I'm taking it hard I'm playing it cool Doing alright Stereo one and Christmas lights Patsy Klein and a bottle of wine underneath the stars. I'm in the kiddie pool with a garden hose out in my backyard. Alright, well now it's going to get even better. Well, it's a classy kind of trailer park. They don't give a rip. So about midnight I might turn out the lights and take a skinny dip just me and them dogs in the kiddie pool with a garden hose out in my backyard looks like he stood me up again but he thinks i'm taking it hard i'm playing it cool doing all right stereo one and christmas lights patsy klein and a bottle of wine underneath the stars backyard well thank god there's a kiddie pool and a garden hose out in my backyard that's right (laughs) oh well thank you all right well, I'm really excited. When I was down in Texas, I released my very first single to the Texas Red Dirt Radio chart, and uh, I wrote it about my hometown. I was born and raised in Canby, Oregon, and we only have two bars. So once I turned 21, I realized how small our town really is, because on a Friday or a Saturday, if you want to go out, there's only two choices, and a lot of times my friends would call me, and they'd say, oh, yeah, let's go to Mike's place, which is like the better of the two. 
and then we'd find out that Stephanie and Ian just broke up. Oh no. And so then we know Ian and his crew are gonna be at Mike's place, and we gotta go to the spinner. And the spinner is like a shed that sells liquor, so it's not as good. But if your friends are there and the beer is cold, you still have a good time. So this one's called Neon Blue, and it's currently at 33 on the Texas chart, so I'm excited. Cause I know right where you'll be My friends are all here And the band just took the stage They've ordered me a beer Might as well enjoy myself While I'm drinking you away Make your memory disappear I'm gonna drown my sorrows in neon blue Find a cowboy to dance me around the room I'll forget you for the night is through No, my heart's not Smoke in the sticky floors I know I'm in a bitter 